adaptar a outras modalidades, a um clube, uma instituição grandiosa, por isso nem que tenham que comer a relva até ao final, até ao fim de todos, de todos, um, o Benfica. And it's that way that we start this 132nd podcast um, of O Cantinho Benfiquista titled Happy Birthday. 119 years of this glorious club. Ups and downs, as always, your host, Mike. We got the full crew here tonight. Bill, Oscar, Kenny, Jason. Boys, how are we doing? Great weekend. Feeling good. Friends. Feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. A very good weekend for us across the board. Not just for us. Well, in terms of us, but everything else that happened. Um, 119 years celebrated on Tuesday. We'll get to that. We got a lot to cover today. We got 60 to 65 minutes of action-packed conversation for you guys today. For those of you who are tuning in, I'm going to leave a comment. I'm going to leave a, a message in the chat with the link. If you want to join us, we welcome you to join us. Um, jump in with audio or video, whatever your preference is. And we'd like to hear 119 years, right? What are your fond memories of this club, right? What started your appreciation for this club? I know some of you may be shy. If you want to join us in the chat, that's fine as well. But if you're feeling adventurous and you want to join the conversation, um, the link is in the chat. Um, and just jump in. We want to hear from you. Uh, but either way, join us in the conversation in the comments and uh, uh, be part of this conversation and make it interactive for us. Um, we will talk about Vizela 0, Benfica 2. Uh, difficult game. Again, we'll talk about the 119 years, the gala that happened yesterday and some of the moments that stood out. We'll talk about Benfica family count coming up on Friday. The March of or the month of March as well. Our fixtures, we got four fixtures, three at home, one away. Uh, we'll look into that. And before we get started, social media, as always, give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow before we get started here. It doesn't cost you anything. It takes you five seconds. Um, in a blink of an eye, uh, we've now surpassed 31,000 followers on Facebook. Uh, that's about 2.5 or 2,500 in the, in the last month. Um, so we're climbing steady. Uh, YouTube has kicked up for us almost at 2,000 on, on Twitter. We're nearing 700 on Instagram. So uh, you know, we're, we're doing great things. Hopefully you guys tuned into the interviews this week with Mauro and uh, Alvaro Magalhães. Uh, some good insight there, some good content. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, it's on our various platforms. Um, we do have some others lined up. Uh, we're just waiting on some authorizations from the club to, to uh, be able to broadcast those. But there are uh, a handful that are uh, sitting in our back pocket waiting to be released. We just need the authorization for them to happen. Um, e para a malta que esteja a ver em português, esteja à vontade de participar aqui nesta nossa conversa. Hoje é o nosso podcast em inglês, mas todos percebemos português, por isso deixem os vossos comentários na caixa de comentários e iremos falar sobre elas. Um, you guys can hear me fine? Yeah. Okay. On my end, yeah. Might just be you, Kenny. Um, if you want to just jump in and come back in. Quickly before we get started, Red Baron says, my great-grandfather played for this awesome club 1919 to 24. It's in my genetics. That is awesome. That's good to hear. Um, for for uh, the 18? Uh, yeah, let, let us know, Red Baron. What was his name? Um, but regardless of what team he played for, an athlete that played for the club, that's pretty cool. And a long time ago. Um, yeah. Very different times, right? But he was part of that first pioneering of this club, right? 1904, he was pretty fresh as it related to this club. So, um, you know, 
see where we were and where we are today. Uh, pretty big difference. Um, Nick says, I'm listening to you guys on my drive home from work. My first memory that made me a full-blown Bifikista was in the 93-94 season with that 6-3 game against Sporting. Yep. Speaking of that 6-3 game against Sporting, Jean Pinto was at the gala yesterday, a guy that has a lot of history with the club. It was good to see him there. I know Jason was very excited. Um, and we posted the video of Jean Vieira Pinto at the gala. And I must say, of all the videos we posted, that was one of the ones that got a lot of views. Um, you know, you don't see him around the club very often ever since he was pushed out of the club. But it was good to see him there. Um, Red Baron says there was only one guess, team back yeah. then. It makes sense. <laughs> um, Nick says, I begged my dad for a Jean Pinto jersey after that game. I'm sure a lot of Benfica fans became Benfica fans because of those Jean Pinto years and, and because of what he meant to the club. Red Baron says, um, Yeah, it's funny seeing some comments on social media. People are like, why does he at the club still? Why was he there? He traded. But like, guys, he was pushed out, right? Like he didn't he want to say. Yeah, he, he was pushed out. Mo um, most, we'll most guys that were there did not do the whole career there. So, Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't I, get it. it was interesting to see some of the comments on social media, but again, you're gonna have fans on both sides of the coin. Kenny, can you hear us fine now? It's coming in choppy, but I'll figure it out. All right, you sound good though. You sound, you sound loud. nice good. there. Okay, look, you sound nice. Um, <laughs> get started here. Vizela zero, Benfica two. Um, tough game, like I said, starting 11. There were some changes. Um, Maybe some you expected, some you didn't. We had Vlaco in the back, as always. Ba, Antonio Silva, Tamendi, Grimaldo, as usual. João Mario, Tino, Auschwitz moved to the middle. Geds comes in. Neres comes in. Gonzalo Ramos up top. No Chiquinho in the starting 11, something that the team had been used to over the past couple of games. Um, I felt that we noticed that difference, um, even though Auschwitz was back in that middle role. But I just felt like he gives us a different uh, element playing wide. Um, I know Kenny and Oscar or Kenny and Jay were, or yeah, Kenny and Jason were uh, listening and, and sporadically tuning in. So I'll start with you, Oscar. Thoughts on this game and were you surprised that um, Geds comes in and Shikinu goes out? Was, was I surprised? No. And the reason I wasn't surprised is because we needed to in, in, involve like a Geds inside in this game. We needed a, a speed. We needed somebody that can, because uh, they're going to be closed down back there, right? V Vizela is a team that hasn't conceded many goals, especially against the top the top three teams. If I think the only we've, if they lost was by one goal, like not they don't concede many against the top teams, right? So so we needed somebody to kind of break that down and Geds is a good option. So I totally understand what Raj is trying to do by by putting you know Freddie in the middle and moving Geds up top. Um it kind of was working out if you if you saw the I mean the summary of the game is we had a few chances at the beginning we could have gone up one zero and then they came and had a few chances they could have gone up they could have gone up so it was like very close game in the first half um the what surprises me is the one that they hit the crossbar and then and then the rebound to the moon um you know so so like that the, the, the game could have gone either way in the first half um and then he made changes a second half and it kind of worked out in Befica's favor Befica kind of dominated the second half a little bit more um we scored the goal actually before that we scored the goal in the first half Joe Mari scored a goal another big yeah, John you know, coming through 30 37 38th minute 
Um, and now that came from Ged's breakaway. He was breaking through the, the middle. Deflection, yeah. The guy cleared but, it off. But, yeah, but he basically, he took it up. He roasted two guys, yeah. Correct. Yeah. He took it up yeah. the field, and then obviously Nettis did it the rest and assisted to draw Mario. Yeah. So it was a good play, a little lucky on the deflection, but but it was it was basically, I think, what Raja wanted to do, break him and and, and counter on that on, the, on those plays. Um, and then obviously, like, the red card helped to, for us to finish off the game. Um, and, you know, we could say the the bop play was iffy when it came to we'll get to that. We'll get to that. i don't so you don't need to talk about it because i'm no, not we'll get to right. that. we'll get to and that. then and then and then obviously the pk is a pk uh you know um did did grimaldo kind of no uh, was it was a what the hell is the uh the pk was that, grimaldo. Was against no, no. grimaldo yeah right it was like no, yeah it he cut it back he did he cut it back and the yeah. guy took him out so so Grimaldo, yeah, he took him out, but like that that to me, he, I think he was waiting for that to, to come, so he kind of fell. But obviously that's a PK. He touched him, he caught it back, and he touched the ball. So PK foul. There's nothing to talk about there. The only one they have to talk about is Bob. That's it. Uh, Bill, what would you add to what Oscar just had to to say? Yeah, and it, I agree with what Oscar said, and I, I think with the changes to the lineup, I think we we've seen Neves slowly get back into that form that we saw pre-World Cup, pre-injuries. Um, so I wasn't surprised to see him come back into the lineup, considering Rafa's had some issues um, kind of getting back up to speed after the World Cup and after his his, his few injuries. Um, and then with Geds, I agree. I think games like this where you know the team's going to sit back and kind of play tight, close their blocks, park the bus a little bit, and they're going to look to hit you on the counter. You're going to need guys that are going to be able to work in those tight spaces, going to be able to kind of attack what Neres does well and Geds does well. You get the ball and attack and not really worry about keeping possession and slowing the pace of the game down all too much. Um, and as far as the goals, I think, I mean, the first goal, great counterattack on our part, right, off the corner. Um Geds just roast two guys and we got a bit lucky with the deflection and then Neres does well to to cut back and find uh Jean Mario. Uh and then at halftime, yeah, I think the second half, um they took out their forward um was my yeah, he was giving us issues. Yeah. I think once when they took him out, it kind of changed the changed yep. the game a bit. Uh and that's when we kind of settled into to how we've been performing uh, the second half of the season, where we might not be going all out, but we're controlling the game. We have the result. We don't need to to push it all too hard and um, controlling the pace of the play. And and I think when Chiquinho came in, he helped to do that. Unfortunately, got injured. Um, and then, I mean, their right card is legit, PK, and then done deal. I think the only, like Oscar said, the only controversy in this game is is going to be that that ba potential pk that they were calling for yeah and and again i think it was i'll be completely honest i i thought it was a, a not a very good performance overall um but those are the games that could could make a title um jay uh, i'll pass it to you uh right i mean i know that you you didn't get a chance to watch the entire game but <clears throat> an away game against Vizela, right? And I feel like typically these games, I feel like majority of the away games in the Portuguese league are always going to be tough, right? Teams are going to be more organized. They're going to try to sit compact, not much space in between lines. There's 12 games remaining in the season. Um, 
do you see this being kind of like a blueprint going forward for these smaller teams to try to, you know, okay, let's see what benefited them and how, because again, I'll be completely honest. I don't think Benfica coming away with this W, I think is what we like to call a Strelina because I'll be honest with you. I don't think that we deserve to win that game based on the run of play, but you guys may have different opinions, but do you see this being with 12 games remaining kind of right? A blueprint, right? Like let's pick this up and see what Vizela did and let's, repeat it in our next away games against Maritimo, which typically is a, a tough place to go play as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really get to see the game too much, but I, I heard the second half on the radio. I was trying to watch the game while where I was, but my dad kind of took over the phone <laughs> while we were at the table. But um, from what I, from what I could tell, if, how can I put this? Like, I, I just think that I think you're right. Th- this might be the blueprint for a team for any team to follow um it didn't seem like a game that we dominated uh, from what i heard on the radio um i thought that was Vizella was creating some opportunities as well overall I and mean, they had they had more actions in our box 23 against 21 they had more corners than us six against five we had 11 shots they had nine yeah we had six on target they had three so yeah i mean to to answer your question i i do think that maybe some teams follow suit and kind of look at, I look at what Vizela did to us and kind of follow. But again, Vizela was also a team that I was kind of skeptical about. It wasn't as, I think last year, even last year, I think they created problems to the big teams. And even this year they're creating problems for the big teams as well. I don't know what their record is against them, but I, I feel like the games are always tight. They're very tight. We, I mean, we beat them with the Joe Mari Piquet in the 90, what 90 plus 12. Yeah, and at home, the first round, yeah, ninety seventh minute, yeah. So, Porto beat them two zero in this last so like game. To, to me, games like this is where you kind of make or break your championship run. Um, we were on the good side this time, and we were able to get the W. But there's gonna, there's probably, I don't know if we're ever gonna. Uh, I hope we don't drop any points, but um, these are the type of the games that if. We get the result, like you mentioned. We we kind of move forward and just be happy and move on. Um, away games to me till the end of the season is going to be always tough, no matter who we play. Um, all, it, it, it's like they're they always play. Anytime Befica plays against a smaller team, I feel like we always get their A game, regardless. We're Befica. They want to beat us. They're a small club. Like just beating Befica could probably be their their championship, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, the way I I did like I said, I didn't get to see the game from what you guys are describing and from what I heard on the radio. Um, it looked like it was a tight tighter game than what what the score what the score says, and I I just hope that I'm glad that we kind of pulled it off and made it through. Yeah, Oops. I agree, Kenny. I'll pass the ball to you. Um, there's been some questioning of of Alexander Ba. Um, Right, he he came in as an unknown from uh, Sparta Prague, Czech Republic, um, or Czech, yeah, Czech Republic. I think, yeah, that's how they prefer to be now. I was gonna say Czechoslovakia, but that's w- way back. <laughs> um, uh, right, so even though the Portuguese league is not an elite league, right, we would like to say that the the Czech Republic, um, their league isn't. Um, better than than the Portuguese league, um, right? We had Gilberto. Ba was the the bench player to start. He he held on to that role. 
Gilberto's now, uh, I think the game that he played the other day because Bob got the red card was the first time he had played or started in like two months. Um, mm-hmm. So he had been out for a long time. We'll get to the situation a little bit further down the line, but right, Ba again makes a, a decision that I think comes with an experience, right? He's a young player. He's eager to get in there, get into a tackle, but there's been some criticism of, right? Like I've seen comments on social media. I prefer Gilberto over Ba. Um, one, right? You saw the the tackle that he had against PZ against Braga, which stupid decision, right? Um, lack of awareness. Do you think, do you agree with that sentiment of like, right? We know what Gilberto gives us. We've now seen what Ba gives us. Do you think that, that role is is for for Gilberto today, or do you still feel comfortable with Ba there? No, I I still feel more comfortable with Ba. I think, you know, I look at it this way, right? When a new player comes onto the team, you expect a little bit of an ad- adaptation period. But I think with Ba, it's been the opposite, right? I think he fit in quite nicely right away. Um, and now it's middle of the season, and he's having maybe a maybe a bit of a slump or you know, some inexperience is showing up, but I think he gives us more offensively and I don't think he's been that bad defensively. Yeah. That, that challenge against PZ was, you know, pretty, I mean, dangerous, (laughs) inexcusable, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, I don't think he, it was, I don't think he meant any harm. Right. I think it was just one of those plays that he just caught him and it was unfortunate and he knew it and he got the red. So I think those things are going to happen. You know, it's a small sample size, of, of these bad moments from Ba, I think there's a bigger sample size of what he can offer. And I think he's been a, a very consistent player throughout the season. And I think a pretty large part of the success that we've been having. Yeah. And I mean, he's going to have his ups and downs. And again, he's a young player, new league, different language, right? There's a hell of a lot more pressure playing for Benfica than there is playing for uh, mm-hmm. Sparta Prague. Um, I'll open this up to you guys, whoever wants to go, but Nick says here, you know, I personally prefer Gilberto over Ba, even though Ba is better going forward. Um, and he says Gilberto seems to have a better connection with Neds as well. Again, I think I'll, I'll jump in quickly before the guys jump in, but I think part of that connection with Neds may also be because of the language. Mm-hmm. They speak the same language, right? It may help with their adaptation, but do you guys agree with, with Nick's sentiment here? Or do you guys agree more with Kenny? Um, can I, I can start with this. To me, I think it's it's one of those things. Like, you know how we, at the beginning of the season we talked about, did Gilberto do anything to lose the spot, right? Yep. And he didn't. Last year, we, we I think, was unanimous that we voted Gilberto to be one of the best players for the season. Yeah. Right? And and then he came to start of the season, and we knew it was Gilberto's spot to lose, right? We knew that all it takes is one mistake, and Ba was jump right on it, right? Because I think Roger liked Ba, or likes Ba better you know, for his style of play. So it was more like, right, I can't really take out Gilberto right now because he hasn't done anything wrong. And right. as soon as you put in Ba, and Ba has a good perform- few good performances, like it's tough to take him out, right? So do I think Gilberto offers more to Enfica? I think this, this should be more shared time played. And when Ba has a mistake like he did against Braga, I think Gilberto deserves a, a place. Hey, okay, now Gilberto, it's your turn. He fucked up. It's your turn to go up to go for it. But because how do you think that would do to his? But Gilberto, Gilberto played like shit. He Gilberto. did, but how long? He, did. he has been two months Not since he's while. played. Yeah. <laughs> we talk. We talk about somebody who hasn't played and comes in. Like we we talked about Ramos last year. Oh, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't play consecutive games. That's why he's not scoring. 
yeah. then that's the fact. Like Gilberto hasn't played in two months. What do you expect to come in and be a superstar? No. Uh, so I think I think it's more like I think they should be Roger should be rotating him a little bit more because Gilberto hasn't done anything to lose his spot. Yeah, so I I, I kind of want to piggyback off Oscar. I kind of agree with him. Um, I I do think that Gilberto deserves probably deserves a little bit more playing time than he has been given this year. Um, he was if we get the Gilberto that we got towards the end of the season last year, I'll take that all day um, because I remember in the beginning. We were making fun of him like he was out of gas by the 60th minute, like he couldn't run up yep. and down that sideline. But then he got his legs underneath him, and and towards the end, he was like a machine. He was he was awesome. But um, I, I kind of agree with what Oscar said. I think a little bit more rotation on that, so the both players are fresh. Um, I think Gilberto might be a better defender than Ba, but I think Ba is a better f- going forward than Gilberto overall. I agree. So it's it's kind of. It's kind of take take your take pick your poison, right? Like which which way do you want to go? Um, mm-hmm. Roger likes to play a little bit more attacking football, so I think that's why he goes with Bob. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Jay, don't don't forget the speed going down that right side, yeah. so that helps too. And Jay, don't forget we 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 said Gilberto didn't have a good game, but he also had a goal and an assist. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so, so so <laughs> and that's and that's going that's that's going forward. That's yeah, not even defending. That's going forward. Yeah, I didn't even so, think of that. Absolutely right. Yeah. Like, so, to be honest, so, without those without those two, like that goal and assist, like you really did. We don't we don't know. We don't we don't yeah. know if we won but, this game. But he did get the stats right. Yeah. Worst yeah. worst player on the field, and I think I at last podcast I picked him as my MVP for the game. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Good. Out, yeah. I totally forgot he scored yeah. and got an assist and yeah. he wasn't and he didn't play that great. So that's that's a good point, Oscar. Um overall, uh a, a huge win. I wanted to get your thoughts on that Odyssey's moment. Um and that Tony back pass. Where do you guys fault that? Is it a Tony issue? Does Tony sh- get that rid of it? Does does Audi have to in my opinion, I think he should have just headed it down the line and, and gotten rid of it. Instead, he tries to chest the ball that's spinning and almost messes everything up fortunately Vizel, i don't know how the hell they missed the guy that had the rebound like skied it over the net i don't know how the hell he didn't put that on goal but what do you guys think of that and, and i know and i bring it up because all has been a a player that's been criticized um significantly right he's got his weaknesses um he did make a save or two in that game as well but that could have been uh, a fatal moment and at the time i believe it was still zero zero but any any feedback on that anyone can go whoever wants to go to me that's i put i put that on on tony right that the like yeah od could have headed it but that's like a floated ball how much power can he like a keeper actually yep. get on a header to be able to actually put it anywhere like and keepers don't yeah. put it ahead so like exactly it, it, so yeah. like, huge mistake. like you're, you're you're putting you're putting your goalie who isn't a field player, right? Like there's very few goalies that you're going to play a ball like that back to and you're feel hundred percent comfortable, right? Like Edison might right. be the only one. Yep. And so you're playing that ball back. He has limited options, what he can actually do. I think in, in that case, like if it's Otamendi, I think Otamendi's just hitting as hard as he can, like blast it. just blasting it out and just putting it either out for a corner or like trying to get it out for a throw in. I just hit it as hard as you can, put it out of the fucking stadium type of thing. Yeah, Kenny, I want to get your thoughts as a defender. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. If you, I don't oh know boy. if you saw the play. I don't yeah. know if you saw the play, but I'm going to ask you in general. You have a goalkeeper at the back that I think we all know is not good with his feet. Um, 
right? And you're in a situation where you're in the box. Uh, at what level of confidence do you need to be at to feel comfortable playing a ball back to the keeper, especially a, a high ball, right? Like he didn't play it to his feet. It was height, like head high. Mm-hmm. Right? Like as a defender, are you just let's fucking clear this out and don't yeah. play around or like, what has to go through your head to like I'm gonna I'm gonna play this ball back high, spinning to a goalkeeper that already isn't good with his feet. How good must he be with his head? Yeah, no, I think I think at the professional level, I'm sure you have to have I mean some sort of confidence on your keeper. But uh, if you're asking me, I mean, I'm not I'm not giving I'm Plus, not yes, passing this- anything. I'm not passing anything back to like our good friend Biggie. Like if that's you know, <laughs> and I've done and, and I've learned my lesson the hard way. So no, but um, I mean these guys are pros, so it's 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 a tough call. I did not get to see the play, but I mean I, I'm definitely the type of just get get the ball out, you know, just clear the shit out of it and don't don't make a don't make a bigger mess than than it has to be. Um, but I'll, I'll take a look at the play after I'm, I'm curious. I haven't, I haven't even been able to see the highlights. I've just been too busy. I, with I get, I get what he's trying to do, right? Like he's trying to just keep possession. We get the ball, yeah. play it back. He plays it out to Ulti and then we're, we're right back down with the Vizal's throat, but the ball, but that type of ball you're playing back. Just, he, he, like, uh, dude, he, did, he didn't mean, he didn't mean to kick it that no. way back. He meant to, yeah. to pass it and it came out right. wicked bad. So yeah. the ball, spin, it's the, a, it's the ball a was spinning a lot. It's a mistake by Tony. And and uh, if it, anybody was to say, I'm sorry, it would have been Tony for that goal, if they scored that goal. Yeah. So so it was a mistake on Tony, period. Yeah. Like uh, the, you cannot <laughs> pass the ball. You almost blasted a ball at the guy's chest. Like you cannot do that. Like if, don't, 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 you're not trying to score your own net. So, yeah. I mean, if he's not, if he meant to do it like that, then then he has to go back to the B team and guard because that's so, not how you do it. So I, I didn't see it, but like, was it towards like the actual goal? It was in the goal. Yeah. He was, oh, yeah. he was like dead center. Right in the middle of the goal, yeah. Dead I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a defender, but like, I would, I no. think anything in the box, you got to clear up. Yeah, it was so, very, very odd. So let me ask you guys this. So similar to the bot conversation, I mean, is anyone putting in question Tony's spot? No, because we don't. I mean, I'm not saying because that's not to me. It was like that. That if that they had scored that goal, yeah, then would have blamed Tony. It would have been a result on Tony. We already had that experience with Ba. We lost but, the Taça of Portugal because of Ba. But do you mm-hmm. think they actually? I don't think because of the. How do I put this? Because of the hype around Tony, if that ball goes in, I think the fault 100 percent falls on Audi by most fans over Tony because of all these been criticized and Tony's Seychelles guy, Seychelles. he's young. I would be willing to bet that that, that blame would have fallen. It would have been, it would have, it would have been, it would have been divided, but then you do be like this. Who's the I best mean, goalkeeper? Odie. Who's the, who's the best goalkeeper in the world? He probably people say yeah, Courtois, right? And he made a mistake. And Allison made a mistake. Go check out what Courtois did against Liverpool. But those were both self-inflicted wounds. Right, right. But this is different. Audi would have been absolutely not his fault. And he probably would have taken the blame because he's the bumbu. And this is my point, right? I think, I think, like, we've, like, the main squad, the main Benfica starting 11 has had more success than faults. And I think, you know, these guys are bound to make mistakes. I think Boz made a couple, but I don't think it like I really do think he's he's the future right back if he sticks around of, of Benfica. And I don't think his position is um in jeopardy. And and I know we talked about Gilberto and he didn't he didn't really 
deserve to lose his position. But like the way the way our team is playing, if you get a chance to get a spot on the starting eleven, you have to take it right away. You can't. Yep. There is no more excuse like, oh, if he hasn't played in two months, like he has to pick it back up. Like, no, we're we're so hot that like if you got an opportunity. You got to make the most of it right away. Or if not, that's it. Like, we're going to go back to, and that's what I like about Schmidt is because I feel like we have a base and I I like having that base. Like these guys are, we, we've now become like, okay, we know what we're going to get versus the last couple of years. It was like up and down, up and down. We didn't know who let's swap. Let's figure something else out. This, I like the base. I know, and I I agree with – I like the base as well. I like having a starting 11 that you can rely on, right, and then just fitting in the players here and there just to keep them fresh, right? But if a a player gets comfortable knowing that he can make mistakes and not lose his spot, that's when everything goes downhill. So so, uh, uh, to me, it's like holding them responsible. Like Gilberto right now can probably take a shit on the field and he probably won't lose his spot, right, because (laughs) because his spot is secure. Like he doesn't – not, not Gilberto, bah. Grimaldo, 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 oh, Grimaldo, Grimaldo, right? Yeah. Grimaldo can absolutely just take a dump on the field and not lose a spot, right? But, but when it comes to having a backup like Gilberto, who did everything right last year and everybody praised him for the regarra, for the rasta, for all that, then it's it's good to keep on his toes. And if you make mistakes, you might lose your spot. Not like, mm-hmm. oh, you can make mistakes, but because I trust you to be the future, yeah, you can do whatever mistakes you want. Yep, no, I agree, yeah, but I think. I think it's it's become clear with with Roger that even when he rotates the squad, that back line's never changing. Like he's not Which is rotating. Good. He's not like when he rotates. You've always learned, mid- right? You don't touch the back line unless yeah. you have to. He's rotating. Mm-hmm. It's up top and occasionally the, the middle. Like w- this one with 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 Freddie going so I'll into the middle. How come you guys don't complain about Pep Guardiola? He changes the back line every other game. I know, but what we're saying He's is idiotic. I'm not complaining about it. him because I'm not a city <laughs> fan. <I don't. laughs> we also we also don't have like millions of dollars. Uh, yeah, seriously, uh, we don't have a billion I mean, dollar back. Have money to use. <laughs> this is another conversation Nick, we should have. Nick says I'm a fam- if I'm a Benfica defender, I would try my best not to play any back passes to Audi. He's not very good with his feet, nor is he good playing a ball that's in the air. I mean, if it's and on the ground, that- it's one thing. Like a back pass Correct. on yeah. the ground, it's one. You're thing, asking for trouble when he's. The ball, like the way he played, like it, the ball's bouncing. He's trying to yeah. play it one touch back. Like it just, it was a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on. We had Jean Mario scores two big goals again. This guy just could not stop scoring. Um, that first one, he like passed it into the goal. Um, Good finish. You know, he, he doesn't like kill the ball. He doesn't try to overdo it. You know, shout to Geds for, for getting the ball up the field. Got fortunate on the bounce. Uh, Ned's again, like his vision, he just picks the right passes, he figures it out. Um, and Ned is in form now, he, yeah, he's definitely. I mean, we no, criticized, no, 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 right? He was you start, maybe we'll get to that. So, that was that out. was going to be my question, right? Is um, you know, he he makes that pass, Jean Mario scores that goal. Um, for me, a goal that you know, uh, Vizela could have been up before that goal. Um, but I want to touch on uh, the Ned situation, right? Ned is starting to now come back into the form, right? We had criticized he had seemed to, you know, slow down after his injury. Now he's coming back into form. You got Geds in there. Rafa was on the bench again, right? So Rafa is still lacking some form, right? Jomari is untouchable. He's not coming out of the lineup. Shikinu came out of the lineup, moved Oshner Central. So it's good. Right? Shikinu's now out. They said it's not long-term, but um, he's definitely not playing against Femali Kao. Again, we'll ask this question again, right? Nettis is now coming back into form. Who do you sit, right? Rafa sat out this time, but it's because he's not in form, 
when he's in form, who the hell do you sit? I think you rotate. Uh, I know, but who do you sit right now, though? Who do you sit against Family Cal? Like, how do you, what do you line up with against Family Cal? Well, this, this again? week I would probably sit Rafa again, to be honest. Really? I, I would. Would way Natters and Gids are playing, I would start those two. That's just my personal opinion. And that's, yeah, that, Oscar's Oscar's struggling over there because he I likes these guys. I, 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 I like those two. Raffin Gids are my favorite players in my feet. Right? Oscar's so, sweating. He doesn't know so, what to do so with himself. I, and I can't, I, obviously, I can't say. I know what Oscar does. Takes, I know what I would do. He takes but I, but then, out but then, and puts Gids on top. Jay would probably jump through the screen and pick me up. You're going to take our. Our goals, our best goals. So we know. Say, say, say again. Say who's the best goal second scorer? Best, second best. Okay, thank you. Jean- how, how the overall goals. Who's got the most overall yeah. goals? This um, okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Before I go to you, Oscar, I'm gonna ask Kenny. Kenny, what would you do in this situation? And you can give me what you would do as a fan, but what would you then do as the best interest for the team? Well, I I don't know what I actually have a. Uh, it's it's a it's a good problem to have. I don't know. I think I feel like I'm I'm looking at more as who's. Who's going to do better for me coming off the bench? I, I almost want to look at it that way. And I think um, – I don't think Rafa is a player that coming off the bench is no. is going to give you that – like I think by that time he's not going to just be up I for agree. it. I think Nerj might – Nerj or Gids might might have more um, off the bench than, than Rafa. So I might um, – I might keep it the way it is. I like I like the way Geds has been playing. I think he's kind of sparked us a little bit, um, and and have Neds come off the bench. And Neds, the last couple of games that he's come off the bench, he has come in well. Um, yeah, right. Boavista, he came in well. Um, but again, like you said, I think it's a good problem to have. Oscar, yeah. you have you, you made a decision? You can't play. You can't have a player or a player that goes, "Oh, I'm good off the bench, so I'm gonna play for that." No, like, if but, he's but I get, understand. Bench, no, but understand someone's got to do it. Saying. I understand yeah, what Kenny's saying, right? Because like Rafa's one of those guys that like he needs to start the game and and get into it. Oh, and, and, talking to me. And, and um, I don't know, and I don't know if Geds came with anything in the contract that he has to play a certain amount of games because I didn't long. hear anything about that. Um, so it's tough for Raja to decide this, and and I think and I and I'll be honest with you, I, I obviously I like Ramos. Ramos scores some unbelievable goals, and and he's on in form too. But if he goes a few games without scoring, I, I see Ged starting up top with with Rafael, Rafa right behind him. Um, and we've seen and we've seen Roger play it. him there. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Ramos so, was hurt, so. Yeah. But but but, but Roger likes Ramos. He's, he's just correct. Said he's he's a he's a impressed by Ramos. So you, I don't think that will happen. Correct. So, who who do I see getting less pissed for sitting on the bench? <laughs> it's like that's, I mean, it's if, if you're I'm just looking at the, the players. I'm, I'm just you know, he looks like he's so fucking high. I was, no, I was about to say, you, just, you give Nabs a little a pen, give him a little pen on the bench. Hey, chill out for here today. You're not playing. Relax. He doesn't need someone to give the pen. He's, he's like, all right. He's permanent. I don't think. I don't. I don't think the the locker rooms like like that. I think they all understand that. You know, I agree. There, there's a bigger goal here. There's, I don't think anyone's gonna be pissed. Like, hey, all right, you're. I think Rogers got a good handle on the situation. I yeah, I think there's gonna be. I think he's already had the talks, but I think it's going to be like a rotational type of thing. Like, yeah, you'll, we'll I, see Rafa come in for Geds or whatever next, next game, and then the game after that, Ned sits and Rafa I'll, and Geds start. I'll, I'll, and I think I'll, it's going to be – it's good I'll, competition. I want to say one thing. For, like, like I, I did say Rafa and the bench against Phil Miguel, but I think what Nick brings up, and if Rafa is in form, 
Like he's on top, like the way he played last year and all that in the beginning of the season, no one touches, no one takes him off the starting 11, in my opinion. I did say he sits on the bench for the Thelma Count game just because like the way he's playing lately. It's he's not really in that much in form. And I, I get it, he's not a player that come off, but like that's just how I would do it. But I would problem is I would like to have them rotate. Like how like get, take Gids. or like Gids Gid starts on the bench this game. The next time Ned starts on the bench like that, everyone just gets like a week kind of like a, you play like half a game. You 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 become more you you fresh your legs towards the end of the season and all that. Not a lot of minutes on the legs. I I think that's the best route to go in my I, opinion. I think I, with with the situation we're in right now, since Rafa is not in form, I think he needs to be playing. Right, like with with Ned, he needed to play to get back into form, right? And he was doing it well coming off the bench. But I agree, I agree with what Kenny and Mike said. I don't I don't know if Rafa's one of those players that can come off the bench and give you an instant impact. I think he's a I player agree. that needs to grow into a game, and then like within 15 minutes of a game, he starts taking over and he's playing well. I mean, for, we saw we saw. I, and- I disagree. I think Rafa can come off the bench and be a spark, he especially be fresh. He did it in the World Cup. Especially no, being, especially being fresh in the speed that he has. World Cup. Euro, Euro, Euro. I, 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 I don't think he could be a spark off the bench. Absolutely. I, I mean, he's got the characteristics, right? But he just, when you put them all up against each other, right? I agree with Kenny in the sense of like, Ned has shown us more of being able to come off the bench and have an impact, right? Whereas Rafa, I feel when I think back on games that he's had to come off the bench, and there aren't many. Um, I feel like it's been more difficult, right? Like the one that comes to mind and it's an unfair judgment because he had just come off an injury is Braga, right? Like he looked completely lost out there, right? Even against Vizela, he didn't look that great when he came on, right? So it's just, I agree. I think there's certain players that are, their mindset is built for that type of player and there are others that need to grow into the game and need to be part of it. Um, and I just, he doesn't strike me as one of those. Nick says, wait until Sheldroop starts to play. Then we'll be spoiled for options. Can, can I give you well, if it's I get great, on that, it's, on it's Rogers? A great to have. If I get on Rogers' head right now for Thumbly Count, I start yeah. exactly the same lineup I started against Vizela, which is with the uh, Ramos Guedes who Mario Neres, right? Mm-hmm. Because Rafa is still coming from form, and then obviously bring him in, bring him in to, to get some minutes, and then against Bruges, start Rafa. Start him. Yeah. That that's I think it's a way easier way for to get Rafa back in 100% form is to give him a few minutes against Family Count and then start him against Bruges. We're up 2-0 at home. I think it's a perfect scenario for for Rafa to get the starting 11 and go back from there. Fair. Um, before we talk uh, the moments, I wanted to quickly touch on the Roger Schmidt situation. So he gets a red card. Um, there was a lot. I don't know if you guys saw the videos and and the pictures, but. Uh, right. I, I think that's the case with most of the games that we play away up north. Um, you're going to get a lot of Porto fans, right? Which is natural, right? Most of Especially most fans tacos. follow most fans follow one of the top three, and then they follow their local team. Um, there was tons of pictures of of Porto fans sitting in the stands behind our bench. There was rumors that there was a pr- big presence of Super Dragões um, sitting behind Benfica's bench. There are, you know, media outlets are, are claiming that he was heckled consistently throughout the game. They were throwing uh, lighters at him, coins, um, and then, bottle. you know, and, and then they threw a water bottle, which the bottle didn't hit him, but the water hit him. 
and he went and picked up the bottle and didn't throw it directly. He just tossed it up in the air. The bottle was empty. Um, and he, he naturally gets, gets a red card, walks off and does one of these, uh, <laughs> two zero to the fans Mamba right? completely out of character for him, right. From, from what we've seen, but then in the press conference after he comes out and says, listen, I gave into the, the pressure and I deserve the red card. Right. He didn't come out and try to like build this story. Right. Like he just came out, assumed it and said, okay, whatever, hands up. I'm guilty. Um, how do you guys see the situation, right? Like, I think he sent off correctly, right? But, like, I'm of the opinion of, like, if you're throwing shit in the stadium, like, you need to get kicked out, right? Like, there's only so much that you as a human, like, he's a human being. I get he's a professional, but there's only so much that you can, like, there's a threshold, right? And, like, if you're listening to it all game, all game, eventually you're going to break, right? And it's almost like one of those moments where, like, we score that second goal and it's like, F you guys, right? Talk shit, talk shit. We're up to zero, right? And like it just boils over. But curious to get your thoughts on on what that situation, what came of that situation. Now people are like the media are all over, like, oh, Mr. Roger, he's such a nice guy. And like, look at him. He's just like everyone else. Like, curious to get you guys' thoughts on uh on that on that uh situation. Kenny, did you end up seeing the video? I uh, no, I that yeah, that that I've I've seen. What are your I've, thoughts I've on read this? The comments. I'm I'm okay with the whole situation i think it's i think it's good for soccer not i wouldn't say good for soccer but there's there's a little bit of a story there there's a, i mean not that we're like rivals with them but like the whole story with the the porto fans and the stands and the heckling like i'm i'm okay with the entire situation i don't think you know that water balls should be thrown at the coaches or whatever but it's it's harmless like it's it's part of that rivalry or whatever and i'm totally but okay you see with that happening here no, stop it, no. Kenny. No chance. It happens here. Dude, it happens in basketball all the time. And they get what happened to Kyrie Irving last year in the yeah. playoffs. And the fans get, the fans get tossed. And, and, yeah, what happened to that fan that, that tossed it? Yeah, fans I'm not saying I'm, I'm, a, I'm saying it happens. I'm not saying yeah, like okay. I condone it. I'm okay with it. I'm, I don't think throwing popcorn on a player leaving a basketball game is that serious of a deal. I think they're a bunch of pussies in the basketball but like I get it. You're not you're in the you're in the you're a you're a spectator, respect the players, blah blah blah. Okay, fine. But personally, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like it's just part of sports and rivalries and hatred towards your opponents and and being a fan of a of a, a team. Like you're not like uh jeopardizing the guy's career or anything. Like he threw water at the coach or he threw a water bottle. You know how cold coach. it was in Portugal that day? <laughs> Could have got a hypothermia. <laughs> Yeah. He threw the bottle at the coach, and I'm totally okay. I'm I'm not that like concerned about it, and I'm I'm glad that he threw it back. Like it just tit for tat. Like I'm okay with that. That's my type of personality. I get it. Some people like they you shouldn't do that. Oh, like respect, but I'm not I'm not like that. Like I'm okay with stuff like that, and I don't think it was a big deal. He deserved the red. Fine, take the punishment and move on. Like I really, I'm totally in for it because I like the. Uh, the theater of sports like that. Like, I think it, it builds on, on the whole situation. I'm sure I there's feel, other I, opinions I, here. What do you think, Jay? Go ahead. I, I agree with what Kenny said, but I don't think it's like, I don't think you should do it. Right. Like, I, I think like Oscar. And said, I think Kenny says, he. I don't think yeah. Kenny thinks you should do it either, but, oh, okay. he, but I, I he, like it. He embraces it because yeah, it I makes mean, it a spectacle. I, I, as far as, as far as the heckling and all that, I mean, you see that in all the sports. I, I don't, I think it kind of crosses the line when you start throwing lighters and you start throwing when it gets water physical. bottles or, or something to that nature. I think that's when it starts getting a little bit uh, blown out of, like 
I don't think you should be able to do that. Um, Roger's reaction, I thought it was perfect. Um, he didn't he did he deserve the red? Yeah, but the two zero to the fans, I thought that was um a way Just of him this. telling basically a way of him telling the fans go fuck yourself. Like like we we won the game and now I'm going like we're gonna go home with three points. Um I do agree with him getting the red is like I said, but I like I kind of I enjoy that little emotion um with the fans and like Kenny says it brings the best of like I don't know. It, it, I, I didn't I personally didn't mind it too well that much. Um I know Oscar I, I, I was listening to the radio when this happened and I was texting you guys, I was like, what the hell happened? And then I think they didn't Oscar originally show it on TV. Ended up showing yeah, after. And I think Oscar mentioned something about like, don't be another JJ, this and that. And then when after when you saw the replay of him getting the stuff thrown at him, then you were like, Okay, well, yep. there, he was provoked, so um, no, because because a, what what I, what I saw was I thought he got he got the red card not because of the bottle because I didn't see the bottle live because right. it was showing I a saw, replay of the I goal. saw I saw him giving the two fingers two zero. and the, and the yeah. zero right and that's why I said don't be a JJ because JJ did yeah. it for him coach right so yeah. like uh, I'm like don't be a JJ because that's a prick that's arrogant and I don't like it right but when it when I saw the replay of the whole situation and saw that the bottle was thrown right by his ear like and the water spilt all over his his, his back whatever. That like you know what I mean like I guarantee that you got you heard it all game and they came I came to the news said it that it was uh, the whole game hackling at him throwing coins throwing these skaters so like you obviously enough is enough and then at the end when he comes stands up to celebrate a second goal there's a June two they they throw the water bottle that's that's when it crosses the line because it's it's physical harm it's like the, I, I get the bottle didn't hit him but but the bottle came this close to hitting his head. And and uh, the water hit him right, so it's it's harmless. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna go to the hospital because of that. But but enough is enough, and so, and people have a limit. And I think he lost, he got to his limit. He crossed when it crossed the line, and he did what he had to do. I mean, he for me he didn't toss the, the bottle back at the fans. He tossed no, it up he tossed in the air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he tossed it up in the air. So to me, it wasn't like he was trying to hit the fans back with a bottle. I yeah. wouldn't have given a red card because but. Me, me, like by the Serge, rules, you have to. Yeah. Serge Conceição does this every single game. Does he get a red card every single game? No. Serge Jesus used to do this every single game. Does he? Does he? Did he get a red card? No. So like, because Roger doesn't do anything when he does something that's out of the ordinary, then he gets a red card. That's that's to me, it's bullshit. But whatever. And, and to to kind of like Roger in the beginning of the season was kind of like ro like a robot, you know, like he really didn't. He show still is emotions. like he's so. Yeah, that was the first time. The when few, they show him, he's always like stone faced. The last few games, he's been kind of showing more emotion, and I'm kind of liking this. Well, he, see, like, he, the, sees, the, he sees he sees what's happening in the league. Up. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And he's kind of hearing more bullshit now too, especially with oh all yeah the, everything yeah. that's going on. So, I, I I agree with what Oscar said. I think there's there's limits to to what as fans you can do at a game, right? And heckling, chants, songs, whatever, like calling them whatever you want, like, fine, right? Like, but there's a limit. Like, once you start tossing stuff at, at players and at coaches, that then you've, you've crossed that line. And it's it's unfortunate that, like, in Portugal, the there's no repercussions for the fans. Like, they, they always talk about it. And like, even if it's – it doesn't matter what stadium. Like, once you start throwing shit, like, you got to get tossed. You got to get bans. Like, that's how you – you you keep the game clean, right? Like you don't have any of these situations where you're having a player run into the stands and karate kick a, a, a fan like Cantona was doing. Um, I mean, it happened in the NBA. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens exactly. All the time. Like, it happens all the time. I mean, how many right. players have gotten beer spilt all over them at, at games? Like, it's right. just... It's, but I think, gotta, I think, but the the bigger the difference is like here, is the repercussion happens, off the back of it, off the back yes. of it, yeah, exactly. right? Like there, there's no right, and like I mentioned it in our WhatsApp group with some of the guys, and they were like, "Oh, there's not enough cameras." I'm like, "There's cameras in that stadium. It's a matter of do they want to do something guy, about it? Right. That's the difference, right?" And, and I don't think we can't expect the game in Portugal to be clean in the field if it's not clean outside the field. And right. we all know that the game in Portugal is not clean outside the field. Yeah. And and like, like, Mar- like in Mar's interview, he was talking about like the product, the league as a product, right. To, yeah. to sell on to TV okay. rights. No one's going to buy TV rights to a game where you're having fans toss shit at coaches. Like they're not going to put that out on their, on their network. Yeah. But the thing it's- that's also frustrating is like this, ha- like at the lose, right. They have the, the flares and all that. We get fine. We go out. Now you can get flares. jail time. Right. We do. Right. But like if we go away, the club gets fined for the way the fans act. Is yep. there anything going to come off the back of this for the the, the Vizela fans? Because I'm sure Vizela will be fine. But I agree. I, I also think it's a stupid thing, right? It's not the club's fault that their fans act like idiots. Or they're right? supposed yeah. fans. Right. Yeah. Right. They're Maru, it's isolated fans. Fans. Correct. And Maru was yeah. saying in another conversation, I think that on average, Number each club, or at least the top three in fines and penalties throughout the season, pay like 3 million euros. So like, like, you know, like it's, it's tough to like judge sometimes the fans too, because what if a fan, what if a Porto fan is wearing Befiki? That's what I'm saying, right? It's not or or Spartan fan wearing Befiki, like, and then they're the one that's causing and making us look like shit. Like, it, Correct. I don't know. It's tough. To me, that's I think, tough. I think it's unfair. Um, I want to quickly move on because we got about 10 minutes left. Um, Juan, Juaninha, I almost said Juana dos Santos, but I'm so used to saying Juaninha. She threw me off with her YouTube account. Yeah. Who saw Rafa's new tats? Is that those real? Instagram? Yeah. The one on his chest? Issues. The one that I shared on our group. I saw that. <laughs> that can't be real. It is. People, yeah, if on, you look at the comments, Insta. the Benfica players are like roasting him. Yeah, yeah. He's becoming more and more weird. Like he's becoming like a weird fucking player to me. Like he's he gets in moves now. That that's a weird fucking choice of a tattoo. I don't know. That's just maybe he likes it. Yeah, I mean, he's he it. It's, it's yeah. tattooed on his he, chest. Let, let Rafa keep scoring goals. Who gives a shit? What he does behind the scenes. He's got trust issues. I mean, that's why he told Fernando Santos to go pound sand. Yeah, he has trust issues. He should have trust issues with, with his tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> Tiago says, Boa noite, Maltinha. Boa noite, Tiago. Um, quickly, I want to run through the referee situations. Um, Otamendi tackle. I'll open it up to whoever saw it and whoever wants to comment. Yellow card, correct decision, or do you guys think it should have been a red? Can I, I can, what, what I are you going to start? Go right. ahead. To me, to me, Absolutely, absolutely yell. And I'll tell you why. People keep saying on, on social media that he was by Antonio Silva and then Antonio Silva lost him. Dude, Antonio, right. Silva's, Antonio Silva slowed right down because he saw yeah. Otamendi, Otamendi coming across. He's right so there. As soon, yeah. as, soon as, as soon as Otamendi comes across, Antonio Silva is going to uh, overlap him yeah. to go to yeah. cut the, the, the short side, right? So, like, people say, oh, once he smoked off the, uh, Antonio Silva, then the tackle should have been in a direct direct because Antonio Silva is never going to catch up with him. Are people blind? Did you not yeah. see that Antonio Silva slowed down for Otamendi to come across him? And or he's else, 30 they, yards from goal. Or, or else yeah. they'll collide against each other. If Antonio Silva doesn't stop, they'll collide against each other, and then he goes by himself. Like, yeah. open up your eyes, guys. It's a yellow card. Antonio Silva has an overlap, and he's co- have him covered. So. Bill, yellow card? Yeah, I agree with what she said. I think 
if if Tony's not there, I think it's a red. But the fact that there's another defender in the area, he's not the last man back. I don't think it's. I think it's a clear yellow, and move on. I agree, Jay and Kenny. I'm assuming you didn't see the the play. No, but I agree with Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree Boss with Bill. tackle. Boss tackle. Um, Osmaich gets the shot off. Ba comes in. Really, really eager tackle. What do you guys think? Should it have been a pen or the right decision to not call it a pen? I can start with this one too. All right. So, <laughs> so and, it, and it, I'm not being biased. All right. If, if it was against Benfica, I'd probably be crying for a penalty. All right. That's, that's, that's the like after analyzing and kind of seeing the play over and over again, the guy kicks the ball to the moon and then he gets tackled. All right. So, so if you guys think about the, the, like, uh, all right, if he doesn't get tackled, does it, does it, is there a goal or is this shooting on that? No, the ball gets shot to the moon. He miss kicks it. And then Bach comes in like a fucking crazy asshole and it hits him. Like, oh, he just bumps him out. Right. So to me, I get it. The ball, I, when the, the, the touch happens, the ball is still within the four lines. So that is what considered is still inside the game was still a play. So it could be considered a PK. So if they call the PK, I'll run okay with it. But the tackle happened only after the ball was kicked. So to me, that's fine. Let it go. The way you just described it to me should be a PK. <laughs> just the what way you just described it? it. Just the way you just described the it. No, it no, was no, in the first half. I didn't see it. So I, if, you, if, you, uh, if, you, if, you, if you think about this, when somebody goes uh, no second oh, half, second half. Uh, th- think when the ball when a, a somebody goes on net right, kicks the ball over the goalie. And the, the ball go completely out, but the ball goalie doesn't touch it, and it, it grabs only the, the the player. But the ball's already been kicked. So they don't call those PKs because the ball's already gone, out, like kicked outside of the goal. So I see it both ways. I'm, I've seen it. I, and Biggie, look at Biggie coming out of the woodwork with his Biggie five hundred eight account. Ball uh, was out this, before the foul. That, if you want I, to use ball your, geometry, still, the ball is still inside. I the think lines. the ball's still in the field. Yeah, the yeah, ball's yeah. still in the field. But I, I agree with Oscar. Right, like he, he doesn't, he doesn't affect his shot. Right, yeah. it comes in after. Now, if they call a penalty, I'm not surprised and I'm yeah, not upset about it because I'm actually shocked they did stupid didn't. tackle. But. Them not calling a penalty, I can also see that perspective as well. But again, if they call that penalty, I'm not like, that's ridiculous. It shouldn't have been a pen. It's a yeah. stupid timing. Um, but again, I, th- I could see it both ways. But naturally, right, like you're going to see it your way. But I wouldn't have been surprised if they had called that a penalty because it, it's absolutely stupid. Um, and I think he got away with one there. Um, the Grimaldo actually- penalty, I think, is an obvious. On that ball one, and just real quick, the way the VAR's been going, I'm surprised it yeah. wasn't given. Like, I'm I shocked agree. it wasn't I given. Agree. I thought they were definitely going to call that. It's going to cost the game the other ref of a good licking, the other, like, good <laughs> speaking to the other day. I thought for sure they were going to call that back. Um, the ball, uh, the Grimaldo penalty, I think, is is an obvious one. I yeah. don't think there's any contesting I mean, he's, that. He he's, playing, he's playing for it. He knows it's coming. He's waiting Correct. For the and the defender's an idiot, and, and he baited him, and he fell for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, MVP of the game. Uh, I'll go with Oscar and Bill since you guys didn't watch the full game. Oscar, who's your MVP? Who else? It's big, big, big. Uh, blank, blank. Big <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. He says it. He says it, and then he says it, then censors himself. It's big, dick, dick. Blur, blur, it. blur. You got to beat that one out, Bill. Same. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think his performance plus the two goals, easy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the team played well in general, but. Two big goals again. Steps up. 
puts it away. Three important points. Big so weekend. Just, um, sorry. Go ahead. So, so I'm, I'm just, I just took a, I'm just looking at the, some of the highlights here. I don't have the full extended highlights, but a few of the ones that are, that I'm seeing, like Odie had some pretty big saves. Yeah, I said, the, one, the, one he, the one he saved twice, not twice. He hit the the crossbar. He didn't save back. that. He didn't yeah, save hit, the one on the post. Hit his hits toe the post. Or no. Hit the post. No. He hits the post. Oh, it doesn't because it looks like it hits no. his foot. That's no, I, I thought the, the same post. thing. I was like, dude, what a save! And then if you watch the replay, it hits. They go straight to the post. But there was one in the first half too, like yeah. almost like he puts but, his leg down. I mean, he's been he, yeah. That, that, that's the first one that they could have gone up. Like when, when yep. we missed those first two, and then they had a breakaway, and he they, he saved his foot. But the thing is, that one of the hits both the crossbar and the post. Um, the guy's I offside. Was told, I was told the guy was offside. The guy's the guy offside. The, the guy. So, so yeah. that, that would have been that would have been like basically taken back. But yeah. Well, we would have hoped. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think. <laughs> hey, did you get to the highlight where you show the PK? What'd you say? No, I said, can you get to the highlight where you show the PK? For I don't know if it'll be on the highlight. No, it's not. It's not. It wasn't on that one. No. Because it wasn't but, even uh, a shot I'll, on goal. I'll say this: I'm. I am a defender of all these saves. I. I don't know. I'm. I think I'm in the minority, but I, I feel I like in a lot of games, he has come up huge with Massive. some like some shot blocks that just. I mean, he's kept up in, in some games. I know he, he makes his mistakes, but um, I think he's been a, a very uh, good player for us this year. And, and at the end, before the PK was called in our favor, I think he had one save that uh, that he, he came out big too, right? It was like, yeah, a, yeah big saves that kept us in the game because right there we were up 1-0. It was like a close no. to the 90 minutes. And I wouldn't trust anyone else right now in that. No, no. No, I mean, obviously. You, got, you, got you only have on kids behind You have now. two kids on the bench, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Would you still say, Oscar, that that um, uh, was uh, Diogo Costa still the, the best goalkeeper in Portugal? Diogo Costa? I Diogo... think that's a no-brainer. No, I mean, I mean, uh, I I say so. Uh, why wouldn't yeah. I say so? I mean, he's he's the guy saves more PKs than I can take. Like the guy, he's 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 been coming massive. I mean, he has a few mistakes, but but he's so young. does everybody. He's young. I don't, but I, yeah, I think he I think he's he's massive. Porto sucks this year, and if Porto's in still in this in this. Fight is thank him. a lot, a lot, a lot to thank him. Hundred percent. I, I think hands down, he's the best keeper yeah. in in Portugal. Like it's not even debatable. Adan was good the year that Sporting won the title, but he's come back down to earth, and he's shown his true colors. He's made some stupid mistakes, but I think, in my opinion, hands down, Costa is is by far the best keeper in Portugal, and I would easily put him in the top seven to ten in the world. I think he's yeah. he's really stepped up. Um, well, he he only looks like a shady fuck when he plays for Portugal, but other than that, he's good. <laughs> yeah, he makes bad decisions. Um, quickly, we're running out of time here. Uh, we did the man of the match. Uh, quickly, I want to touch on the gala. Um, 119 years. Uh, you know, we see some legends come back to the club. Jean-Pierre Pinto was there for the first time. We haven't seen him associated to the club in a long time. Rafa won Men's Player of the Year. Kike won Women's Player of the Year. Benfica had a moment there to remember Shalana. Um, Umberto Quidio got a, an award, and all of um, the legends went up on stage. Carlos Manuel Diamantino was there. Uh, Vita Pineda was there. There was a bunch of people, uh, past and more present, um, that were there, which was good to see. But I wanted to quickly get you guys' thoughts on uh, two things here. One question, or two questions. I don't know if it's because we don't see it and we're not so closely associated to the other clubs and the rivals, but it seems to me like the, the perception that I get from the outside, and I think we all are pretty close to the Portuguese media and what goes on around other clubs, but of the top three, I feel like Benfica is one of, if not the only one that really 
keeps the legends closer to the club, right? Like Porto does to some extent. Vitor B is there. Fodia is coaching the youth team. Rui Barros was there, right? But like, I feel like Benfica takes it to a next level. And then like Sporting, you don't see many legends that like come back to the club or stay associated to the club. Like, do you guys think there's a value there? And whoever wants to go. Yeah, I think, I think you have to honor your past, right? Like they're, those guys are all part of what we like to call the mystica, right? They, they went through it. They won the titles. They're, they're part of the, the glory years. And I, I think the club has the means to be able to invite them back and keep them around and have them on, um, on their like pre-match shows and have them go to games. I mean, I, I think it just, it does well. And it's from like a PR perspective too. I think, I think it, it, it's, it's a nice like marketing thing, right? Like, we take care of our our own, right? These guys were at the club when I mean, some of them were at the club in the dark years, right? When we fucking were shit, right? <laughs> we and, sucked, right? And we, I mean, we're doing well to, to have them come back and and keep them around, and um, I, I think it, it's a nice thing to do. Vespa the Willie Zill. Hell of a comment. What legends for Sporting Portugal? I was about to say that. I mean, is Duku Viana considered a legend? Because I mean, they have, let's be, in all honesty, they have, I mean, they have quite a few, right? They had, I mean, yeah, I mean, they had quite a few legends that came out of their their academy. But like I'm saying, right? Like, but how many, but how many of them do you see coming back? Like, that's the thing that I find odd. Kenny, What's they come back and play for other teams, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but do you think there's value there for Benfica? Like, and no. do you is your perception the same as mine, or is it just me? No, no, no. I love it, and I think I think it is valuable. I think it's it's valuable because it keeps our story. Um, like like Bill said, it builds that that mystique, right? We talk about it. We know it because we are Portuguese. But I I think like when you see the the players, the strangers that are there at the gala, and they're watching all this. I think it gives them also another sense of like how big the club is, right? We all, I think everyone coming to Benfica from the outside knows how big Portugal is within, I mean, Benfica is within Portugal, but then you see these, the, the gala and all the other stuff that goes around. And, and when we travel to to France and you see the, the fan base there and it, 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 it just keeps building and building and building. I think it helps us because look, we don't have the same type of resources like other big clubs do. And I think what we do have is, how big we are in Portugal, even though Portugal's small, but also that that rich history and and the, how close we are with uh, the stars of the team, whether they are Portuguese or they're from the outside. I mean, I think it's it's super critical for for you know building our brand and our in in the history for the club, and I think it's important. I agree. Yeah, um, I agree with everything that you guys said. Oscar, you look like you're taking notes over there. Do you have something to say? It's ready. About 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 what the this Mystica? Dude, yeah, the value of this. Like I, I mean, obviously I watch Benfica's. I know Porto has a gala during the years. I don't even know if Sporting has a gala on the, on the anniversary. <laughs> I don't. I, I I mean I know, I know. Porto's is I think the 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 Regan Dodo or something like that. Like those yeah. are there. Porto has the gala, no? The gala, the gala. Oh, burn! Don't 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 Last time, last time. What is it? Binda festa, binda festa. Last time that fucker came out with that video, we we not from the festa. Yeah, we from from. They they had another one, but they had the same festa. Yeah, seriously. But I I mean I I love I love what like this early thing. Um, it gets the players together. Gets all the 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 the. 
the teams, the different the modalidades, all together in one room. Everybody shows respect for, for each other. I think you saw the Fernando's uh, speech where he thanked every all the modalidades. He, he, he was, you know, it feels like the team is a family. And, and it's good to see it, it brings us together as, as Benfica fans. And it's great. It's great to see. And I, I, I hope they never stop this tradition. I agree. Joanina says, when is the continue going to get us to the gala? It's funny. Somebody commented on our uh, video yesterday and said, why wasn't continue invited to the gala? I made sure that we let Mauro know. Maybe we get an invitation next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick says, I can't remember Porto honoring Paulo Futo off the top of my head, for example. Yeah, again, and this could be a perception of us because we're so closely tied to Benfica, but I don't, I think we all follow the Portuguese press enough. And again, Porto, I think, is the closest in terms of having legends be part of their um, their fabric. But I think Sporting of the top three, I think, is way off in terms of like, and again, like they're not at the top. I'm going to say it. They're not a top club, right? Like in comparison to Benfica and Porto. So maybe those legends don't want to be associated to the club after the fact. I don't know, but it's just a perception of mine. Um, we've run out of time. We had a couple of other topics, but quickly, 30 seconds. I'm going to go around the table here on the 119th anniversary. I want you to give me, if I ask you quickly, what's a moment that stands out to you, a positive moment that stands out to you for Benfica, from Benfica in your lifetime. What comes to mind straight away? I'm going to go Oscar. The fuck? I didn't let me time to think. Thir- yeah, go. I knew. I'll go. Go. Six three in Avalon. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. The first half. That's the that's that's my favorite memory. All right, that's the one that comes to your brain, Bill. First moment I, that I, comes to your brain. Someone says Benfica. Someone says Benfica. Jugo de Vesa Trapatoni. Like for us, that was our first title. Like that I can rem- that I can remember. That like instant. That's like when you get the bug of all right, we're we're going We can fucking celebrate finally. Okay, uh, Kenny. Uh, my, my first thing is my first game at the Stadio Luz. Actually, Oscar's part of that memory. We were there to get, well, oh, it was my first Cup. game. The Zebu Cup, AC Milan. Um, yeah, that, that was my first memory. King was in net, big saves. So, yeah. To me, and, and, and not to steal your thunder, Kenny, because I, th- this is my, my favorite moment of all time. The first time I saw the Eagle come across the whole stadium and that was the, and that was at that game. So, he took my thunder, oh, but um, but it was at the game started to lose packed. They were holding hands. Ozebu Cup. The stadium was completely packed, and yeah. uh, and and the fucking eagle comes flying right by us. And I'm, Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho was, I'm sure they have selfies together too. And Ronaldinho was there. Dude, Dude it was my, a sick my, game. my sister was a Porto fan, and she clapped. She could not stand sit down for that. So to get her to clap for Benfica is my like my brightest time of my life. <laughs> I forget what year it was. I think it was like 2009, 10. 2009. That was against that was against AC Milan, right? It was AC Milan. Yeah. 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 Juanina and Vespa thinks that cute and special that you guys share a moment. Nick says those of you game beating the shit out of Porto 2 0. We all watched that at my house in Upton. Um, got I scored the header and it was Ozevio scoring. It was Ozevio Ozevio. To me, it was Ozevio Ozevio. They both in the back shirt. And Marco torched Porto and then played that through ball to Rodrigo. Um, my moment, I have a lot of moments. The I, I I followed Benfica through those dark years. Um, 
very early on and I have a lot of negative moments, but I would say the first positive moment for me, I think is like Bill said, the, the game against Boa Vista. Um, I watched it. I was with Jay that day. I don't know if you remember Jay at Mikey's house. Yeah. Um, Jay still had the blue tipper on. We went to the Porchies <laughs> club and people were so drunk and they were fighting each other. Do you remember that fight at the club, Jay? Yeah, I do remember. Uh, was that Joe No, no. That was Simon. We tied 1-1, the penalty. Oh, okay. the, the, the Trapatoni, yeah. Um, but I'll we never forget club. that game. We went to the it club was... and then we celebrated there. When we got there, there was already a fight. Fight, yeah. <laughs> we won't mention any games, but they're like related and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, they were fighting each other, fighting, punching walls. We were like, what the hell's going on? Are they for Marcos? <laughs> 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 I will not no I will nor no confirm no nor deny. No day. <laughs> Jorinho says Benfica beat Porto at home this year. Watching Benfica beat Porto at home. Oh, she's 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 saying the future already. Or are you saying Benfica when we beat them at their home? At Porto. Because she was at um, the game. Oh no, no, Gomes was two goals. Oh no, that's not a different game, right? Sorry. When he got headbutted by Bruno Alves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um all right, we're we're at our cap. I want to finish off here first. Thank you for those tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Um, like, share, subscribe. Again, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it takes you 10 seconds. <laughs> Joining you says Oscar wants the tea. <laughs> he always wants the tea. Uh, Biggie says 4-4 Leverkusen classic game to make it to the semis of UEFA Cup. We cost the scored. Um, yeah, that, that, was a, that was an epic game. Yeah, Biggie um, was like 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> he was already shaving. Um, I want to end with uh, a clip from yesterday's gala from our legendary um, Jose August. Again, those of you tuning in, thank you for checking us out. We'll be back next week. And boys, as always, a pleasure. And let's listen to a little bit of Jose Augusto here. Parece que o, o nosso nosso Augusto queria dizer uma palavra só. Duas. Não, peraí. Três palavras. A todos os benfiquistas. Viva o Benfica, boys. Good night. We'll be back next week.